the impact of urban noise on nocturnal animals. And I went, I got to talk to somebody about that. So who do we talk to? Professor of Biology at University of Alberta, Matina Kalkunis-Ropel, who's joining us on the show today. Hey, Matina. Hey, friend. How are you doing? It's Fine. so good to be here well, with you. Hey, thanks very much. Uh, nocturnal animals. I, I'm going to start with the very first question. The first thing sure. I thought of is, okay, I think I've got a good handle on what is a nocturnal animal. You explain, okay? Sure. So um, nocturnal animals are all of those animals that are active when we're asleep at night. So they typically start to become active at dusk and then they're peaks of activity are when it's the, sort of the middle of the night or, um, you know, b- before dawn, and then they, they're they resting during the day and their activity is at night. That's what makes them nocturnal. Uh, great examples of nocturnal animals are, are things like bats. Um, we associate bats with nocturnality. Right. But you also notice something like, like a coyote, for example, that, um, you know, if you see them in and around the river valley, um, there, people will usually say that they see them in, in sort of the, the evening hours and, um, and early morning. Also, might they be looking for mice? Yes, uh, that's another huge group of nocturnal animals. And um, the rodents in general, um, some of them are diurnal. So if you think about squirrels, um, those those are rodents. But but and 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 squirrels are active during the day, and we see them active during the day. But right. mice and rats are a huge group of of rodents. And beavers, another another one that's really common to um, those of us in Edmonton that are um, you know at, in the river valley um, walking at dusk they're also nocturnal so um, they they become active when it gets dark hey matina what about skunks i know that we're in a neighborhood where there's a family clearly and we run across them it's always like before the sun comes up or really late in the evening are they wandering around at night as well they're wandering around at night as well, and we just saw them in our neighborhood too this week. So yeah, um, yeah. There's several. There's several. Um, the, the, we've we've been talking about mammals, right? So so those are mammals um, that are nocturnal. But there's other mammals that are um, you know familiar to us that are um, active during the day, and those would be things like um, well, if 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 you're actually they can be active it, during the day or in the evening, but you you know, we see um, bears and, um, you know, horses, cows, like all of these are all mammals. And the time of activity for mammals really differs depending on the kind of mammal that they are. Gotcha. But there now, are a lot of mammals that are active when we're sleeping. Okay, so now we've kind of got our baseline here. Let's talk about the study talking about the impact of urban noise. I know that fire trucks bother me, and I know it bothers the coyotes because you can hear them howling at night, that kind of thing. But what what was the study all about? Can you tell us? Um, so I can tell you sort of generally about there's there's actually several studies that okay. have asked this question. So let me let me speak sort of generally. So um, noise bothers like the fire truck bothers you because um, it it 
interferes with the signals that you're trying to receive. And and I'm talking to you right now, Bryn, and yes. luckily there isn't noise that's, that's interfering with you hearing me or me hearing you. Um, urban areas produce noise, and, and urban areas produce noise during the day and produce noise at nighttime. And so uh, a big um, source of that noise is traffic. Right. So if, if you're at an intersection where cars are going by and you're trying to have a conversation with someone, it's harder if there's a lot of traffic noise. And there's actually been several studies about the impact of noise on things that are active during the day. So think about things like like birds or frogs, and, and birds are a good one because we hear birds singing, and when birds are singing during the day, they're singing to communicate with one another. So if those birds are singing during the day and there's traffic noise that's interfering with those signals or masking the signals, they, they just simply can't hear one another, and they're communicating with, eno- with one another for lots of good reasons, like, yeah. um, you know, finding a mate or maybe even finding food. And so the interesting part about studies on nocturnal animals is that we actually haven't paid that much of a, that much attention to what those nocturnal animals are doing. And I'll, I'll, in terms of sound, and I'll take a step back um, and, and, and talk a little bit about the work that I do um, with my colleagues here at the University of Alberta. Uh, you talked about mice as being nocturnal. You talked about bats as being nocturnal. There are hundreds of species of mice and bats that are active at night while we're sleeping, and they're actually making a lot of noise, but that noise is not... Uh, we can't perceive that noise because they communicate with one another at frequencies above human hearing. So. So there's all of this activity going on at night. There's a lot of urban noise. So traffic makes noise that we can hear, but it also makes noise at frequencies that we can't hear, but those other animals can hear. And so that same kind of interference or masking of sounds can happen in frequencies way beyond um, human hearing. So we know that from studies like these ones, that urban noise impacts animals, whether they're animals that we see during the day when we're active, because we're effectively diurnal as humans, or whether they're animals that are active at night. So, so things like mice and bats that are the food for some of the other um, wildlife that we're familiar with. And we know that that noise impacts their behavior. Most sort of basically, they have a hard time hearing one another, and when they have a hard time hearing one another, they can choose to react to that in a couple of different ways. They might stop being active during the times when they would normally be active. So let's say that there's a particular kind of traffic noise that, you know, peaks during rush hour or peaks at some sometime at night. Um, airplane noise or helicopter noise or those kinds of noises are also part of that traffic noise in, in, in a sense. So the animals can change when they're active. So they can change their activity. They can also just decide to leave that area because if they can't communicate with one another, they'll just go to a quieter space. Um, and then there's also consequences for how well they do in a particular area. So if those animals are communicating with each other at night, let's say to find a mate or to find food for raising their offspring, and they're not as successful as doing that, they're just not going to be successful in urban areas. Gotcha. Um, 
So, so there's lots of impacts, but the good news is, is there's a lot of ways that we can also um, mitigate noisy areas. And, and we do that during the day and we do that during the night as well. Like, for example, keeping lots of parks in um, urban design or thinking about the way that we design our cities. Our river valley is an amazingly quiet place for animals, even going right through the middle of a city like Edmonton. Um, and we can think about the kinds of materials that we build roads with, for example. There's some, um, there's some surface materials that, that absorb sound um, in, in a different way than other materials, and so you can build your infrastructure in cities. Fences are another good example that either keep out the noise or absorb the noise, and that has a positive impact on the urban animals that are living in the cities with us and that we enjoy so much as part of the wildlife. Are we making any progress on this? Are we like somebody's going to say, so why do I care? Cause I'm sleeping, but we share right. this planet. Well, we do. And it actually, it's, it's even more local than that. Okay. Um, so if you think about, yeah, why do I care? Because I'm sleeping and these animals are active around me, but that doesn't really impact me. Well, it does impact you, for example, if you like the birds that are in the, your yard, yeah. those birds are eating those mice. Um, the other thing to think about is those mice are, they're not just food for other wildlife, they're actually moving things around. They're moving soil around, they're moving seeds around. And um, I always like to give the example of a beaver that's doing its work. Mm-hmm. That's just effectively a beaver is just a big mouse and um, it's moving wood it's moving soil it's changing water patterns and there's lots of wildlife that rely on the work that beavers and other rodents are doing for their own habitat but probably the best example is caring about what bats are doing when yes. they're sleeping because bats are eating insects and those insects are eating plants so well not only are the insects eating plants um, they're eating plants that actually structure forests but also eating crops Um, so without the bats doing that work at night eating the bugs there would be impacts on forests on agriculture um, and then also those insects are um there's bloodborne diseases that are carried by those insects that bats are you, you, you didn't so, mention the m-word mosquitoes because if the yeah. city's not going to do it the bats better do it well so and the bats the bats are doing it and, yes and i think um you know how they do it and and how much they do it we could have a separate conversation about that but i i think we have to recognize that while we're asleep there is so much biodiversity and activity going on around us i got you that impact everything around us during the day. Matina, we're going to talk during the summer when it's mosquito season. Thanks for your time today and uh, continued success with everything you're doing in the biology department at the University of Alberta, okay? Thanks, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thanks very much. There you go. There's uh, Dr. Matina Kalkunas-Rupel, who's joined us on the show to talk about why it's important what the animals do while we're sleeping.